What's up, everybody? It's Dan from Binder Boneyard, coming at you from the office desk of Doom, aka the office, bathroom, break room, parts room, NOS storage, whole dog kennel, camping gear, uh, break room, bathroom, um, dressing room. <laughs> so this, uh, this space is a little bit of everything. So it's currently dark outside. I'm actually burning this out on a Wednesday night. Hopefully you enjoyed Wednesday's podcast. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about fabrication and whatnot uh, later in the show. But uh, right now it's dark. Uh, I'm burning this out because tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Um, you will be hearing this on Saturday. So hopefully you took advantage of some sales and whatnot, uh, which we'll talk about later as well. Um, first thing right off the bat, just want to say thank you again, every show I say thank you, uh, because I don't want anybody to think that I'm taking this for granted, uh, or taking you for granted. I love all the listeners and even the haters, even you guys that listen and then troll me later or, uh, listen and then talk shit about me to other people later. I still love you guys because you listen. You just you run the listener count up. It makes me look better. It makes me look better to advertisers. It makes everything look better. So, thank you guys for uh, listening, sharing, liking, reviews, all that stuff. You're amazing. Without you guys, couldn't do it. Got the Patreon stuff going. If you want to donate, that's always awesome. Really appreciate it. Every dollar helps. So anyway, thank you. Um, calendar, birthday cruise, March 16th through the 19th, 2019, um, route 66, we're running it west to east, uh, starting in Bakersfield, California. I'll be taking my 56 pickup, um, best case scenario, I want the 56 down there. Worst case, I'll be doing it in my travelette or, or some other international, but it will be happening. So, um, yes. Please bring your international. I would love it if you joined in. There's no itinerary, no schedule, no plan. Just flying by the seat of our pants. So hopefully that works for you. And if it doesn't work for you, then you can pound sand up your ass because I don't care. It's my birthday and it's my trip. So yeah, <laughs> take that. <laughs> it will be my 40th birthday. So that's a milestone in itself. I'm really hoping I have the lovely Josie with me. If I don't, then uh, it'll be kind of a bummer, but still, it's a trip I've been planning and a bucket list thing I've been wanting to do for a long time, so you guys are welcome to join in. Appreciate it. Um, hopefully, following along on the socials, Instagram, super big for us, uh, picking up followers every day. Um, you know, we do post a lot on Facebook as well, the IH Scout and truck mafia page that I run is a uh, private page that is pretty fun. Um, we poke fun at a lot of other things and shops and stuff that are doing shit work and, and the level of tech is, we're very abrupt. I will say that, uh, if you want to be on that page and you want to ask a question and it might be kind of noob level, you're probably going to get a nice answer or two, but then you're going to get some shithead answers as well. So take that um, with a grain of salt. 
but it's a fun page. So check that out sometime. Uh, we'll be adding more content to YouTube shortly. I'll also be updating the Binder Boneyard uh, Facebook business page uh, probably over this weekend. So a uh, lot, of, lot of stuff to update. So anyways, appreciate you guys following around, following along, um, telling your friends, all that. It's all super helpful. <clears throat> One other thing to mention as well, since this is your Saturday, I will have announced on Instagram and Facebook that our eBay store is 15% off anything in the store, across the board, top to bottom, hundreds of items, no matter what. It's 15% off. So go check it out. Buy something. Like something. Tell your significant other what you want. And there's light bar brackets on there. There's NOS parts. There's sought after shiny parts. There's all kinds of things on there. So um, give it a look-see. Save some money. Because Monday the prices go back up. So, check it out. Uh, you know, and the prices are constantly changing as well with market demand and whatnot. So, so it's a good opportunity to to get some uh, get something that you need. Lots of good stuff on there. So, speaking of sales, this is the first thing I want to touch on in relation to the rest of the show, which we'll be talking more about fabrication uh, sales. Hopefully you went to Harbor Freight and bought a 20-ton press or uh, an angle grinder or a drill press or just a shitload of consumables or consumables being um, grinding wheels, cutoff wheels, flap discs, sanding discs, drill bits. Uh, I know drill bits really shouldn't be considered a consumable, but around here, the shop that I run, they turn into consumables. Uh, so, uh, anything that you would wear out in the process of, of work. Um, so buy some of that stuff, get something because I will say the 20 ton press doesn't take up much space. Uh, it is very, very handy to have and you know, it never fails. You, you save up or whatever and you buy a tool like that and then you put it together and then you don't use it. And it sits there and it sits there. And then when you least expect it, you need to use it. Whether you're pressing bearings, um, you know, getting uh, something stuck, unstuck. Uh, I use it a lot. For more than anything, I use it for fabrication. Uh, I've got the a dimple die set. Uh, sometimes they're called flared holes. Uh, a lot of aircraft. You'll see it on old aircraft and stuff. It, it stiffens a panel up considerably. Um having a flared hole in it so um i use them a lot they're not just for aesthetics they're the flared holes are actually good for something um so i like to use them where i can and it makes them look cool but it it does serve a purpose as well so keep that in mind uh and you know you can get uh dimple die sets in small quantities like swag we use a lot of swag off-road products that's s-w-a-g swag um they have some really cool shit at really value prices. So if you already have the Harbor Freight Press, head on over to Swag and look at what they sell. Um, if you don't have the press, I would recommend you get it and then tell your old lady, 
your significant other, whatever, that you want, you know, the press break kit from Swag. It's cool. It's super helpful. Uh, it's good for making shapes. You can, you know, bend flat bar into a couple of 90s, making brackets and tabs and things. I've taken flat tabs and then you put a little kick into them and then they make an angled shock tab all of a sudden. So just being creative like that is super cool. Um, you know, the Harbor Freight kit, especially if you get the, the, you know, the coupons and all that, you can really get a good deal on them. So and I know some of you guys are rolling your eyes. Oh, Harbor Freight. You know, the, for home hobbyist stuff, it's pretty good. The Arbor plates suck ass and will explode if you aren't careful. So I recommend throwing away the Arbor plates, which are the big black odd shaped um, like the bed of what you'd be pressing on, throw those fuckers away and, uh, and get the plates from swag. They are solid one piece and, uh, and very sturdy. So I would look into that, um, very helpful tool. I think the press is one of the other tools that, you know, is right up there with something we use a lot of, uh, but you wouldn't, you don't think you need it, quote unquote, need until, you use one three, four, five times, and then you're like, holy shit, how did I ever do this without it, you know? So, but remember, the press can be fucking dangerous. Like, if you're trying to press bearings and something's not lined up or it's not pressing exactly in a straight line, fucker will shoot out like a bullet. Pieces come flying out. Um, you'll see in bigger shops or online... Um, big presses like 50 ton 100 ton presses will have curtains that hang over the pressing area so that if something does let go the curtain catches it because if yeah if it comes flying out of there it is you're dead so and also those big presses they you operate them from the side so that if something does go flying out you're it's not coming at you um so i would recommend that but you know, a trick for guys that don't have the press but still want to make brackets and things, especially if you're doing heavier fab, transmission mounts, motor mounts, um, you know, even replacing body mounts and things like that if you're really getting deep into it, is rectangle tube. I have a whole array of different sizes and thicknesses of rectangle tube. And the great thing about that is, is that you just cut out the shape that you want out of a piece of rectangle. And now you've got your two formed ends already. So now your piece looks like it, you formed it, but really it's just tube. Um, you know, you can use a piece of, we use some heavy wall square tube for a lot of the motor mounts that we make, like our LS conversions and stuff. We just take a piece of square tube, 45 it long ways, and now you've got two pieces of, you know, angle, or, you know, three-sided mount, essentially, that um, is a motor mount. Now I drill a hole in it, and it's fucking done. And, you know, you didn't have to set up the brake, you didn't have to press anything, you didn't have to bend nothing, you just fucking cut it out with a grinder, and it's done. You know, if we want to get fancy, then we go and throw in some flared holes with the press, you know, or make a dimple die, whatever. But you can you can make a lot of tabbing and brackets and whatnot um, with just rectangle tube or square tube that you cut into the shape that you want. Even if you don't 
Like you don't want to use angle iron, but you still need to make a 90. Just cut it out of the edge of a piece of tube. Um, I know tubing is expensive sometimes, depending on how you get it. But a lot of steel places have a rem pile or a drop pile where they're, they sell it by the pound. Uh, and that's what I do a lot of times is I'll go by the drops of square and drops of rectangle uh, and just pile it up in the corner and then use pieces as I use it. Um, because it's it's super time saving to do that uh, and it's easily duplicatable because um, you're not having to try and bend on a on an exact dimension it's always right there ready to go um, you know and then if you add a gusset a flat gusset or some flared holes or whatever no one will ever be able to tell what it was that you used um, you know because it'll look like a part you formed. Uh, the only giveaway might be the seam, because square tube or rectangle tube will have a seam. But if you can get away with, uh, you know, using the part that doesn't have the seam, then uh, then that that helps too. So, um, you know, again, this is a little bit basic, but we're moving up the chain of uh, of what's more, um, a little bit more advanced type stuff but i'm just trying to give you garage guys you home guys some ideas for um uh you know metal shaping metal forming fabrication that you know you don't have to have the big stuff you don't have to have a sweet shop with a ton of shit to make something that doesn't look like dog shit because i've seen a lot of stuff floating around the facebooks and you know it looks like hell you can tell that it's angle iron and it's, you know, it's fucking old bed frame or something. And if the guy had just taken like two more minutes and really thought about it, it could have came out a lot cleaner and a lot more professional looking just by changing a few things. So um, keep that in mind. You know, you're proud of your trucks. You're proud of what you have. Like, don't be a shithead and, and half-ass that stuff just for the sake of getting it done because it'll just it just cheapens everything and then you know makes your work look like hell makes your truck look like hell so little things to speed it up like i said if you got a flap wheel on your grinder finish up all the edges round the corners round the edges round anything sharp um it just makes it look cleaner when you paint it when it looks done um nobody likes to see square edges and it's safer for you when you're working on stuff and you got your hand in there. You don't have a sharp square edge down the road. So be mindful of that sort of stuff. But again, most of this shit you can get done with a four inch angle grinder. Um, you know, one thing I did in the day is I had um, my table had a metal top. And if you weld like a piece of tubing you raise it off the table like, oh, um, you know, a sixteenth of an inch, and it and it's a certain length, whatever. But you just tack it off at the ends off the table. No, I shouldn't say tack. You probably you got to weld a little hard, but you can bend. You can form sheet metal over that piece of tubing. If I'm trying to see if I can describe it correctly, but if you got a flat tube, I'm sorry flat surface your table whatever it has a metal top take a piece of round tube and put a piece of material between the round tube and the table to give you a height well you know step it off the table a little bit 
and then weld the shit out of the ends so that it stays put. Sometimes I even use like a, a another piece of material to keep the tubing in place. Then you take a piece of sheet metal, whatever you need to form, you can slide it in but into that gap and then bend it over that piece of tube. And now all of a sudden you're making a radius. Um, I've been able to form new uh, quarter panel rocker patches by doing that. Just slip it in there carefully, bend it, bend it, bend it a couple times, and then, uh, you know, amazingly enough, it looks about like a patch. It's amazing what you can form panel-wise, especially on a Scout, because everything's either square or rolled. Uh, so, again, you know, being creative like that, it's quick, especially with the metal table. And some of you guys, it's funny, you don't think outside of the box like that. Like, I've welded stuff to my table, and then people are like, what are you doing? What? Why would you weld to your table? And, well, you got to hold something down. You need to make a, a fixture. You need to locate something and stabilize it. It's not like you can't take a grinder, grind the part off, take your flap wheel, and flatten the table back out um you know it's not like i'm gouging the table or anything like that and it's not a fucking fancy fab table it's not a blue co or whatever it is with all the fucking holes in it and all the stuff no i would never weld to a table like that but when you had just have an old steel top on your table um fucking do it like don't you're not going to hurt anything, especially if you're, you know, using a flap disc or something not as aggressive as a hard stone. You're not going to hurt it. And so think about that. Um, don't weld to your vice. I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, but, you know, I've gone as far as to put a redhead in the concrete and then run a piece of flat bar or angle iron to that to help fixture, to help hold things in place while I'm working on it because... You know, you got to hold stuff down sometimes. And, um, you know, it's just what it is. Like, I, I've got steel sawhorses. And you'll redhead those to the ground um, to keep them in place while you're beating on something or trying to form something. It just, you do what you got to do. Um, I do have a decent pan break now that uh, we use the shit out of. I use it to form all of the medicine cabinets and uh, a lot of our panel work for the the replacement stuff i do buy the pre-done scout parts um like floor pans and uh, cab mounts and that sort of stuff the pre-done stuff from super scout uh or the light line it's good stuff it's galvanized it's thick um you know it's mostly fits it takes a little bit of finesse sometimes i've had to you know beat things around to make them 100%, but it's a hell of a lot closer and a hell of a lot faster, time-consuming, less time-consuming, buying those parts already done. Um, but some of us other guys aren't so lucky. You got a C-Series, you're kind of headed to destination fucked because you got to make everything yourself. Um, D-Series, I think you can get cab corners and some floor pan stuff, but again, destination fucked if you want to just buy stuff. Um, so keep that in mind, but get creative, you know, uh, sandbags are great. Get an old fucking tractor inner tube, fill it full of sand, tie the ends off. You've got an instant sandbag now. 
get a big mallet or, you know, a lot of guys take baseball bats, um, cut them in half, jam the, drill a hole, jam the handle into the baseball, into the heavy end of the bat. And now you've got a big curved mallet that is great for um, beating panels. I've done that where you just sandbag it and you shape it. You know, yeah, it gets pretty fucking bumpy, um, but you beat that around, beat it around until you get the bowl shaped, the curve shape that you're looking for, especially like C-series, I'm sorry, um, R and S, LR and S cab corners, uh, super curved, and they're always bad. That's a good way to do it there. Um, or, you know, and then we have an English wheel. You feed the pieces through the English wheel once they're sort of roughed out to help take the bumps out i do not have a planishing hammer i would love an old school fucking planishing hammer just to finish shit but i don't have it so you roll it through the english wheel get it marginally close and then it's gonna have to get finished out by hand with the body hammer or you gotta smear some filler on it so that's um you know that's up to you how you want to finish it out but um Again, you know, English wheel, that's kind of high up the scale of, of shit that, you know, tools that you want. But you might know somebody that has one, uh, so you can rough the part out yourself with the with the baseball bat and the sandbag, which, again, that shit's cheap. It's easy metal forming tools that are almost free. And, you know, you can bang that stuff out and then take it over to your buddy with the English wheel, roll it out the rest of the way, Take it back to your house, test fit it, you know, get it close, and then, uh, yeah, and and you'll get, be surprised how close you can get at doing that. You know, body panels we normally do like 18 gauge um, for you know the the exterior skin stuff like that. Flooring uh, support stuff is always 16 or even 14 gauge, depending on on what it is exactly, but. Keep that in mind too. Some of the tooling that you buy can't handle uh, heavier gauge. Like you really got to watch the fine print on some of this um, Eastwood stuff or um, some of these Japanese, Chinese, sorry, Japanese stuff is good. Chinese stuff is bad. The Taiwanese stuff's all right. When you're buying metal shaping equipment from other countries, they'll be in fine print like a gauge or a thickness um, limit. And I've seen some sneaky stuff where you're like oh buy a bead roller for 60 dollars and then you look and it's only good to 22 gauge which nobody uses that's way too thin for anything so um, be mindful of the material capacities um, i have a pexto stomp shear that i absolutely love it's from 1951 it's capable of 16 gauge we use the shit out of it um again a stomp shear, a shear of any kind is pretty high up on the fabrication tool chain. So it's not for everybody, but uh, having a shear is super handy. But what I was getting at was I made sure that it was capable of the material we use because 16 gauge is, is pretty sturdy. Um, the 14 gauge I do cut with a grinder, uh, the angle grinder, just because I don't want to risk damaging the blades on that Pexto. It is old and... Um, you know, they're not easy to get anymore. So try to take care of my old equipment. Uh, same with my my pan brake. Uh, it's an old tin smith, I think is the brand. Um, so 
Again, I don't try to bend anything in it over 16 gauge because that's what his maximum rating is. Uh, and and so pay attention to that sort of stuff as well. Don't just assume that every tool can handle everything. Um, but what's neat, like the dimple dies, the flared hole makers, they are good for some pretty heavy shit. I've flared 316ths before and the, the old Harbor Freight press was about screaming, but it did it. Um, maybe not fully, it didn't go the full, the full, um, you know, flare distance, but it did make it flare some and it did definitely make the part stronger. So, um, you know, you just got to pay attention to capacities and what they'll use. So, um, off the top of my head, that's about it for that. Oh no, I guess there's one more thing. Uh, as far as making parts, well, real quick, um, cardboard is your friend. We use a lot of beer boxes, a lot of Pepsi boxes, because it's a stiff cardboard that's single layer. Don't try to use corrugated cardboard. It doesn't work that well. But you can make the the shape in cardboard first, um, you know, lay it out, shape it, figure it out, put it up there, fit it, and fit it again. It's, you know, scissors and tr cardboard are cheap. You know, I, I've gone as far as to tape parts together to make, you know, real complicated pieces. And then uh, when it when it works on cardboard, then you transfer those pieces to your flat sheet, cut them out, rough them in, tack them together, throw it up there. You'd be amazed how close you get uh, if you take your time and really fit it. Um, but, you know, again, that's we don't eyeball. We try not to eyeball. You know, we try to do everything with at least cardboard cut out first. Uh, I'm not fancy like some of these other shops. I just don't have a plaz table. And I don't have. I used to know how to operate um, some CAD software and and whatnot from my old job experience, but kind of forgot that it's been four and a half years since I've run a plasma table. So kind of forgot how to draw stuff. Uh, draft site was what I used, but anyway, cardboard is your friend. Don't be afraid. Sharpies, lay it out. Get the piece, the shape in you in your mind get it fitted, add some cool stuff, like make the bracket as cool as you want on cardboard to make sure it's going to work, and then move over to your steel. Um, and again, if you're, you know, if it's a two-sided bracket, now you're like, oh, I can use a piece of rectangle tube cut out in this shape or whatever. So think outside the box a little bit when it comes to fabricating compound angles and different shapes and, and stuff like that. And you should be a lot more successful and your work is going to look a hell of a lot better too so uh hopefully this cast was helpful thanks again everybody for following enjoy your fucking saturday hopefully you got some shit done hopefully you bought some cool shit hopefully somebody bought some cool shit for you um maybe you bought yourself something cool and you're gonna put it under the tree later with your name on it whatever if you want to send me some cool shit that would be awesome too uh, <laughs> anyways, thanks again, guys. Enjoy your day. Uh, and, uh, as always, I love you very much. <laughs>